1: Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lance Throughout the course of this coronavirus pandemic, we have learned that, surprise, surprise, the government has some authorities we didn't know it had. Specifically, uh, the CDC, it turns out, to my great surprise, has the authority to put a halt to all residential evictions. Now, what, what's the rationale here? The idea is that we right now are in a time. Where uh, there is much isolation and quarantining going on, and in fact, those uh, two scenarios— isolation and quarantine—are uh, the prescriptions should we come in contact uh, with the coronavirus under certain circumstances. And so, with that guidance being handed down by the various departments of health, how uh, do we how do we abide by that guidance if folks are uh, if they are either evicted or for uh, you know reasons? Well, eviction. If they are evicted, uh, they've got to find a new place to live, and that puts them in some sort of new household. And so there uh, are, are some fears that uh, all of this moving around, amplified by the fact that a lot of people are out of work right now, aren't uh, enjoying the income they were enjoying before the coronavirus, that uh, evictions may in fact have a detrimental impact on the health of our nation. That's the rationale presented. And so it was that just yesterday, uh, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention under the Department of Health and Human Services put forth an agency order uh, halting residential evictions to prevent the further spread of COVID-19. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin yesterday appeared before uh, a panel, uh, House Representatives panel, and he discussed he discussed, uh, first off, the executive order uh, from President Trump, which was the precursor to this uh, agency order from the CDC. Here is Secretary Mnuchin back and forth with Congresswoman uh, Velasquez of New York.
2: What you will see are very, very significant actions. So, yes, we do have some some money. We have a couple of billion. But because we don't have enough money, um, we, well, are we are rolling out to- very significant guidelines that will impact not just okay. the 4 million homeowners, uh, excuse me, renters that were in coronavirus, this will be up to the 40 million renters in the United States. So uh, I- again, so you'll be seeing that rolled out. all that money out. coming out of where? All that money that is needed is coming out of what program? Uh, it, it's, wanna- it's actually not using money, what, what it is doing is using executive authority to create a moratorium. Our first choice would be to have rental assistance or to have enough money. We need legislation. But since we don't have that, the president is using executive authority, which will allow for a moratorium so that people who are impacted by this don't get thrown out of their rental homes.
1: All right. So you heard from Mnuchin. You heard from Representative Velasquez. uh, You heard my description of things. That is all applying on the national level. That is a coast to coast uh, phenomenon. And this moratorium on evictions, it does impact the entire nation. But how necessary is it here in the state of Utah? What is the circumstance experienced by uh, renters right now here in Utah? To get the answers to that question and more, Executive Director of the Utah Apartment Association, Paul Smith, joins me on the line now. Mr. Smith, how are you?
3: Great, Lee. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, of course. Uh, You you got your hands on this document yesterday, the agency order. You've had a day to look it over. Uh, what, What are your reactions thus far?
3: Well, your question was, is it necessary in Utah? And the answer is no. Utah is the top state in the country for rent collection over this pandemic. Um, landlords are collecting within about a half a percent of normal. We're also much lower this year on eviction because of the additional money, the stimulus, the unemployment, and all the charity of friends and family and churches uh, and government. The, the state of Utah has uh, put a lot of rent assistance uh, out there. So um, our evictions have been down 41% uh, so far this year. And um, most people are paying their rent. We, we didn't need this.
1: Down, down 41% from, from what starting point?
3: From uh, uh, the past three years average. Fascinating. So, so during so... the pandemic, we have had 41% less evictions over the March to um, end of July period.
1: Wow. Well, aside from the CDC conversation, to what do you attribute that?
3: Well, like I say, the amount of money uh, that has been put into the market, the stimulus, the unemployment, the extra $600 a month, plus the generosity of friends and family and churches. Look, in Utah, we're responsible. We make rent a priority, and so within one, one or about a half a percent of normal is the amount of rent that renters are paying, and they're doing a good job.
1: Are, are there fears that this uh, nationwide moratorium may have a detrimental impact on uh, on landlords and, and homeowners who are renting? Will there be those uh, who are renting look at this and say, oh, shoot, well, I don't have to pay for the rest of the year? Uh, the understanding, of course, that the obligation remains, uh, but uh, might they just push pause on their payments?
3: Well, that would be a mistake because the moratorium does not end uh, late fees. It does not prevent landlords from serving three-day notices or beginning evictions. And when they begin evictions, there's going to be uh, attorney's fees, court costs, and trouble damages accruing. So if I'm a renter and I say to myself, hey, it's tempting under this federal moratorium to not pay, I better understand that if I don't pay and eventually in January I am evicted, the bill is going to be huge and detrimental to my lifestyle.
1: With the, the numbers that you've shared, the, the, the 41%, uh, is there, a, are, there more, are there more landlords now today? And I don't know if that's a PC term anymore, but are there more uh, uh, property owners who are renting now? Are they responding to this, seeing like, oh, my gosh, uh, things are going really, really well. Uh, maybe we should take advantage of that.
3: Well, you know, the rental market has been doing well the last few years. Uh, everyone who's driven around in Utah has seen the massive construction of new complexes, And that's primarily because we're just behind as a state in building housing. We don't have enough housing to own. We don't have enough housing to rent. And so uh, supply and demand has been really out of whack for a long time. And it still is. When uh, people have vacancies right now during the pandemic, they rent uh, quickly and rents are still going up um, during this pandemic. So the market is healthy. The question is, Will individual landlords be hurt? And I hope not. I hope that every renter and every landlord knows about 211. That is our state's resource for housing. If you can't pay your rent or you're a landlord who has a tenant who's not paying your rent, call 211, get set up with a housing counselor, and they will help you get rental assistance to cover the loss.
1: How does Utah stack up against the rest of the nation? Obviously, there are areas where, you know, it was felt that this CDC order was necessary. Uh, how, how do we stack up? Are we, the, you know, top of the list? Are we performing best? Are there areas performing better than us? What do we look like compared to the rest of the country?
3: Well, we, we are the best in the country. But let's be clear about uh, this CDC order. It was not pragmatic. It was political. Uh, In an election year, Congress has been fighting, and you even heard Steve Mnuchin, you played the quote where he said, we would have preferred rental assistance, but since Congress won't do anything, the president had to step in and had to do it this way. And my goal, or my hope, is that Congress will now step in at some point and fund this, quote-unquote, unfunded mandate on eviction. Right now, renters in Utah still owe the money, whether they pay it or not. It's true that for non-payment we're not going to be able to evict someone before the end of the year but that bill will become due eventually and there's rental assistance to pay it right now there's no reason that anyone should stop paying rent because of this and I, I do agree Lee there are places like Las Vegas and New York and Seattle where the economies haven't bounced back yet I mean look our unemployment is back to between four and five percent We're doing really well our economy is booming we definitely had, the, the V recovery, and uh, some parts of the country haven't. And I can't second guess a president who's trying to help people to um, prevent evictions. I can just hope that people won't hurt the landlords because the landlords didn't cause this crisis and they shouldn't suffer either.
1: Is it, is it your interpretation of this order that uh, eviction proceedings, which commence now due to non payment, could be, in fact, executed January 1?
3: I'm really glad you asked, because it's actually the burden on the renter to go to court and prove that they uh, comply with or qualify for this order. Let me read you the five things an individual has to do in order to qualify. Number one, they have to have used their best efforts to obtain all government assistance available. Again, they have to call 2 one They have to apply. And if you'll do that, the state of Utah has $20 million right now that they can help you, and you don't have to go to the next step. Number two is uh, you have to earn more than 99000 for an individual or 198000 if you are uh, married filing jointly. Number three, you have to attest that you're unable to pay the full rent or make a housing payment due to substantial loss of income, loss of compensable hours of work or wages, a layoff or extraordinary out-of-pocket medical expenses related to COVID-19. Number four, the individual is using best efforts to make timely partial payments. And number five, eviction would likely render a person homeless or force them to move into close quarters in a new, uh, with other people. Yeah. So um, what would happen, Lee, if you don't pay your rent is your landlord will probably start the eviction. Yeah. You'll have fees and attorney's costs accruing, and then you'll have to defend yourself and you'll have to say, I qualify for this federal moratorium, and you'll have to sign a document that states all of those
1: things understood Paul the, I, I have to I have to cut you off I'm sorry January ta- our, ta- time has expired thank you for spelling this all out for us thank you for your expertise and your insight and your uh, and your perspective uh, we will see how this uh, if this plays out uh, hopefully there will not be those uh, left holding the bag unfortunately uh, injured from this and hopefully uh, it ends up not being so much an exercise in politics but rather an exercise in getting folks uh, safe and healthy and under a roof Until they are such. So, uh, quick break. When we return, we're going to talk again about vaccines. There was a challenge laid out by Bill Clinton. Yeah, in 1997, he wanted to see an AIDS vaccine within 10 years. Well, we're not there yet. Would that be the same case for a COVID-19 vaccine? Maybe we should manage our expectations. We'll discuss it next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.
0: I'm Dave Cauley